Because we're made in the image of God. I think right. that exactly, whether we speak the same language or not, if we go halfway across the world and you or I are there and we see some somebody who's half our size or just totally innocent or some woman, and we go up and just start beating her up. Every society in the world is going to say that's wrong. If right. you don't agree with me, then you're somehow hateful. Where I look at, well, no, I mean, calling a guy a he and a girl a she is common sense. This is not something that's radical. It's not something that's outlandish. And it's not something that should be censored. And that's what we're getting into where you're being censored if you don't go into really what I would consider a very radical agenda. If you're not willing to go along with it, then there's something wrong with you. This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMahon, along with me is Steve Arslick. Uh, we are here talking about some of the current events and raising children and all that kind of fun stuff. And uh, one of the things that we're seeing today is kind of a lack of tolerance in our society because you put up a post, you know, a general post. Like I put up one, hey, sometimes it's time to take a stand. Somebody's objecting to that. So it's, it's kind of kind of crazy. It's like what I, what I see a lot in our world today, Steve, as it moves along, if you do not agree with a certain opinion, you're getting canceled, you're getting censored, and there's that cancel culture mentality out there that if you don't agree with me, then this is what you're going to do. Now, some of it, I feel like, okay, you know, if I say something you don't agree with, if we didn't wear masks, you thought we should. If we did, you thought we shouldn't. And people go to another church because of that. I mean, I think that's part of life too. And I get that. But the yeah. idea that you can't have a view, I think is the one that. Yeah, especially a biblical view. Right. And that's, I think, is probably the most distressing thing. And and I think too, because I, I believe some of this stuff is all generated from so much confusion when you have so much false teaching out there about the word of God. And then when you try to bring in truth, you know, I remember Paul writes to Timothy, he says, you know, the church needs to be a pillar and foundation of truth. Right. And when the church shoots itself in the foot and muddies those waters, and then I think it makes things open up to where, you know, creates confusion. It, it, it highlights ignorance of the word of God. And I don't mean in a derogatory way or, or an inflammatory or, or put anybody down or condescending way. Right. But I think, but it leads to things like where the, the outrage comes. Right. To where the misunderstandings then someone who's trying to speak truth and love is targeted. Right. And you are labeled hateful. I mean, I definitely see a day where just simply reading from the Bible will be flagged in the Facebook lands of the world and the big tech will flag it as hate speech. Right. Um, so I think that type of stuff is coming. Right. And because there is so much ignorance out there on what really what God is trying to. And again, it, it isn't a message. He didn't come to condemn the world. The world's already condemned. It's spiraling out of control. We know all that. Right. Jesus came to seek and to save what was lost. And But can we even acknowledge what we need to be saved from? And can we turn to Christ and look for that grace and without being upset? I think here's the thing. I mean, in church, the, these are the facts. I mean, the matters and what I've seen, people who preach the truth, those churches are growing. Yes. Uh, churches that are not committed to preaching the truth of God's word and not preaching it fully and holy are the ones that are struggling. But at the end of the day, I think people want to hear what they want to hear. And typically True. people are going to 
line up and try to find things that agree with them. They're going to try to find articles and whatnot that agree with them rather than looking at the the Bible says what their tickling ears want to hear. They'll hear. Right, 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 right. And and I know for us, I mean, we've, we've got an event coming up that, you know, we don't talk about We, all I said was my, my comment has been about an event where drag Kings, Queens and kids are going to be together. I don't think it's age appropriate. Somebody's giving me a hard time about that. And you know, a couple of people, I told them that, look, in, in our church ministry, we have a CR ministry, which stands for Celebrate Recovery, where we help uh, addicts and alcoholics and anybody with hurts, habits, and hangups. Yep. There's a certain age limit. If you're younger than that age, you can't come. We have youth group, and you have to be in sixth grade in order to attend youth group. And the reason is where you have to be sixth grade to attend youth group is because they talk about topics that wouldn't be appropriate talking with a seven-year-old about, and there are testimonies that would not be appropriate for an eight-year-old or a five-year-old to hear and celebrate recovery. Thus, we always say this age group can't be in there because we don't think it's age appropriate. All we were saying about this event is we did not think it was age appropriate. And just making a simple common sense statement like that leads to, you know, a firestorm of fighting and arguing and, and so forth and yeah. so on and so forth, which I, I think is, is really ridiculous, actually. Yeah, and I, and I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, for us to stand on that truth uh, unashamedly and right. boldly. I mean, right. there's nothing wrong with it because it is truth. Right. And uh, it doesn't matter how you try to justify it. And I think so oftentimes as humanity is we so much want to... Um, we get this, I think a lot of this stuff is really just clashes against God because we have perverted and twisted this relationship is to where we try to create a God of our own understanding. Right. And instead of recognizing the creator God and that we as the creation respond to the creator, the creator does not respond to the creation. Right. And so when we look at the word of God and the creator and what he defines we struggle with that right? because we're not in control of our own destiny. We don't define our own sins. We don't define our own boundaries. No, God sovereignly right. reserves that right. He right. is the righteous judge. He is the holy one. Well, and I mean, so, but, but do right. we recognize those boundaries? Because right. if we don't, then see, we start going outside of them. Right. And, I, and I think about all the, 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 the sin even in my own life and of the consequences that it created when I was outside of God's boundaries. The the the. the, the problems it creates the right. chaos the dysfunction the hurt the pain the suffering right it, it, it's it's it is real right and now is it real in this life but i think too is when we get outside of god's boundaries we don't stand on truth and some of the things of the perversion of the culture of this world and not just one particular sin i don't care what it is lay it out whatever it is we allow it to continue to, per, to permeate and influence our young ones, which I think are under attack, they're constantly right. being indoctrinated with whatever the, the latest, greatest thing that culture says. Right. And so our children are under attack. And then, you know, we, we need to be able to help them dis- discern what real truth is, not what popular opinion is. Yeah, well, I wonder how long it's going to be before using the pronouns he and she will be considered hate speech. I'm, and We're not far from that. Right. I, I don't think that we are. I mean, you're already having, you know, suggestions, don't call it Mother's Day, call it Birthing Parent Day and things like that, which I don't, I don't agree with. I don't agree with it today. I'm not going to agree with it tomorrow. I'm not going to agree with it for uh-huh. the rest of my life. And I don't have to. And this this is where you're, you're put in this position where – if you don't agree with me, then you're somehow hateful where I look at, well, no, I mean, calling a guy a he and a girl a she is common sense. This is not something that's radical. It's not something that's outlandish and it's not something that should be censured. 
And that's what we're getting into where you're being censored if you don't go into really what I would consider a very radical agenda. If you're not willing to go along with it, then there's something wrong with you. And this is the Bible talks about this stuff, Steve. And the Bible talks about the days oh, yeah. when, you know, good is, you know, what are those who call evil good and good evil and right. and on any topic, right? And I, and I think it's very unloving to allow somebody to go down that course, which is very much against God. It is not loving right. to watch someone drive off the cliff. It is not loving to watch somebody walk down a path that is going to lead to their spiritual death and their separation from God for eternity. That is not love. Right. Love is helping people to see the truth. Right lead them back to a place right. that they can repent and live. Yeah, I mean, and we're very uh, pro-marriage here at the church. Absolutely. So, I mean, I've had, there are times where I've gotten in trouble because you said to somebody, hey, listen, you know, we should work on our marriage. And my analogy for marriage has always been this. It's like a house. If the roof is leaking on your house, you don't bulldoze the house because the roof is leaking. You fix the roof. And sometimes in marriage problems, people do have problems and maybe they have communication problems or there's just some things that are bugging the person about what they're mm -hmm. doing, maybe some missteps along the way that need to be corrected. And so we would encourage people, don't don't knock the house down. So that would be a standard thing that we yeah. would do. We would be marriage reconcilers. I've always said that. I've been a marriage reconciler. But some people take offense to that. Some people take offense when they're getting in that mode where they want to they want to have that flight. They want to get out of it. And you're telling them, hey, you know, could we talk about it? Could we, man, I've seen a lot of emotion right there. I've seen a lot of people get really upset right there on that very thing. And oh, yeah. I look at it and say, yeah, but all I'm doing is telling you the, the truth and encouraging to work through, encouraging what I think is a positive direction, which will, in fact, be helpful to you in the long run. Because I've talked to a lot of people that have gone down that path, Steve, and they've gotten a divorce, and they where they've regretted it, where they've said, you know what, I wish I would have worked harder, I wish I would have done something differently, down the pike. So you're trying to save them and help them to deal with these things. And no, yeah, I mean, I, I, my goodness, I, I, I've suffered the consequence of all these decisions in my life. Um, you know, uh, my children have suffered because of my sinful decisions and things that I shouldn't have done. And I mean, I get it, man. I get it. And I get what the deception of it all is. I, I mean, and that's, what's so troubling. And, but I, that's why I encourage people is like, we're reminded that Jesus Christ came to save us from that. Right. And that's the one message of hope is that it doesn't matter how far we're out there or whatever has happened, whatever we've done, Jesus is willing to, to forgive if we right. repent you know, none of us as Christians, even my own, I, I have no license to continue my life in sin. Right. The Bible is emphatic about that. We right. can't remain in sin. We can't keep on sinning. We need to repent. We need to believe. And so I, that's one of the things I think I know today is, is, is understanding more about God, who he is, what these things mean, what's the consequences, why he lays these boundaries. Yeah, and what it, is Life sin? is better. And what is sin? What is sin? Who defines sin? Right. Man doesn't define sin. God, the creator, defines sin. Right. And the it, Bible is very crystal clear. Yeah, well, I think you have Ten Commandments. I think you can start there as far as, hey, this is a right basis upon which to build your life, and we're supposed to honor our parents. Morality and, is, 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 there is no ambiguity on morality within the right. Bible. Don't don't bear false testimony. I mean, that, that's what the Bible yeah. says. You don't want to uh, steal. Don't yeah. cheat on your spouse. Don't murder people. Don't covet. These are things that we're told to do, and right. you look at these as rock-solid things. Now, the, there's still tendencies in humanity to want to do the wrong thing. Yes. There's still, for, for a man... Uh, you're married to your wife, wife married to your her husband, you still have to work on your marriage to make sure you don't stray, to make sure that you don't go off the path, knowing that 
hey, if I veer off this path, that's not what God wants me to do. When I do something God doesn't want me to do, that's what a sin is. And like you said, God defines it. I think a lot of times, uh, whether you have the Bible or not, there are certain things that all society would agree on, like don't murder people. I think that would be one that everyone would agree with. I believe that another one that typically everyone agrees with is to protect your children. I think that that almost everyone that I've ever talked to is concerned about things like that. Uh, they would very much look down on child abuse, obviously, uh, any kind of abuse. I think abuse in marriage, any of that kind of stuff, Bible, no Bible. Those are yeah. resound like universally. Absolutely. Considered I, wrong. I, right. Cause we're made in the image of God. I think right. that exactly whether we speak the same language or not, if we go halfway across the world and you or I are there and we see some, somebody who's half our size or just totally innocent or some woman, we go up and just start beating her up. Every society in the world is going to say that's wrong. Right. I mean, it, it's uni- why is that universal? Because it's within us. We, right. we, we know inherently by God's creation, we know what is right or wrong. Yeah. We know every society in the world hates a thief. Right. Um, you, you know, why? It's not a mystery. Right. You know, these things are ingrained in us. And then, But yeah, we are all sinful beings. We have this sinful nature. Where it's in constant battle with what the desires of the Holy Spirit within us right. want for our lives. Right. And we have to resist. We have to work towards these things. We're, we're not perfect. We may fall. Right. We may stumble. We, we may not be 100%, but we got to be in the game. We got to right. have some skin in the game. We got to be striving towards these things that right. God is trying to lead us toward. No, I, I agree 100%. In, in all ways, you're you're sitting here, hey, the Bible is going to be my guide. The Bible is something that I want to take seriously and allow that to to uh, direct my path. In Romans chapter 2, it's interesting where he was talking about people who are, didn't know God, didn't really know the Bible, that they were a law unto themselves because they had a conscience. Yes. And sometimes even in their own conscience, it shows us, and there, there are certain things that society pushes for, that no matter how much you push it, no matter how much you say it, there's something innate, you know there's just something wrong with you it. You know it's wrong. You know it's wrong. I mean, and just... You, you try to cloud it, you try to bury it, but no matter what, it keeps coming to the surface that even if people are very quiet about it, they're still going to think like it's wrong. And the person in their own heart is just going to know it's wrong. Now, I've done a lot of uh, marriages where, you know, I've gotten people ready. They're living together. We don't agree with that. And a lot of times people told me, yeah, I know, I know I shouldn't have been doing that. They, they just know it. They just know like, hey, it's mm-hmm. not really what God wanted me to do. And they're making it right. And our, our whole thing as a church is we're trying to get people from where they are lovingly lead them to where that next step that God has for them so they can become more and more like Christ. I mean, and that that's the mission of the church. We believe that Jesus Christ came to give everyone a, a life, Absolutely. a good life, abundant life. And it's, it's truly awesome. Yeah. And I, I think one of the things we need to do is I think, and then once we've got to that point, we allow, we allow the spirit to do his work here at Eagleville, right? He can, people can come in. We've got people walking from all walks of life coming into right. the door and in all positions and different aspects and different levels of learning or understanding. And we allow the spirit to work, but the reality is we're going to stand in that. We're going to have to be that pillar and foundation of truth, which, right. which Paul talks about in second Timothy is the church has to be that we have to be that. I, I, I know sometimes in people who have been out there who are struggling, they need to come here and be able to find truth. And, and I've had people thank us for speaking the truth, right. even if it wasn't the face and it wasn't a front to them, but they, they know, right. And they know they're, what they're going to get. And, and we need to be consistent in that. Right. And I think that's one of the things that we as Christians in the church is as we mature and as we grow and, and even as parents is important. We start talking about this war on children right. is we have to come back as parents to make sure that what are our kids being, uh, exposed to out there? Right. Are we doing a good, I, good job of teaching them the foundational things. Right. 
you know, um, at all levels, at, at whatever, all levels, whatever level that is, it says that, you know, uh, about children down in, um, uh, the book of Matthew, it says here that if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hang around their neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea because God takes how we treat children very seriously. Oh, yeah. And as a parent, there's a big responsibility for what I allow my children to see what comes in. And that's true of the music they listen to. That's true of what they watch on television. Uh, sometimes I've been amazed at some of the different things that people have watched and children are impressionable. I remember when oh, I was yeah. a kid and this dates me, but they took my babysitter took me to see Rosemary's baby and this was like, I've never seen it again since I was six years old. I remember going home being scared to death. I remember my dad and a friend of his from church sitting down with me and explaining to me it wasn't real because I was in no way of an age where I should have been watching that. Mm -hmm. I couldn't discern the fiction from reality. I didn't have enough cognizance to do it. It was terrifying to me why I was sent and put in front of this R-rated movie when I was five, six years old. I don't know, but it happened. Yeah. And uh, there I was. And so I think that parents, you know, sometimes we forget that we, we've come a long way in our lives, but our children, you know, they're, they need to be protected. They need to be safeguarded. Yeah. yeah and I, and, and I, one thing I appreciate about God is I, the seriousness with which he takes that the threat to those who cause these little ones to stray, understand God sees, right? He knows and he warned it would have been better for you to have this millstone around your neck and thrown into the sea than what's going to happen to you. Right. And I think the warning needs to be there. I mean, right. the reality is, is, is God is coming back to this earth to judge the earth, not to save right. it. He came the first time to save it. Next time he comes back, he's coming to judge it. Right. And if you cause these little ones to stumble because they are impressionable, because they woe to you. Right. Is what the word will tell you. Yeah, Absolutely. And we're supposed to, in Proverbs 22, 6, says, start off with children in the way they should go. And even when they're old, they're not to part from it. And I think that's a really powerful passage of scripture too, because when you train up a child in the way they should go, when they're old, they, they won't depart from it. And I think that's a responsibility that each and every one of us has. Yeah. And it's a big one. I, I, I relate this story a lot, you know, I, being a, a divorced parent from prior life, poor decisions and seeing the consequence of my children. But one time, sometimes when I had my son, uh, you know, with me on uh, my shared time, I felt like sometimes I was always under the crunch to try to impart as much wisdom as I could. And I, I always equated like the Malkin mind, but like I would like cling on to him and just right. try to sit there and lecture him. And I would get a kick under the table for my wife saying, stop it. Right. You know what I mean? Because I would take it to an extreme. And I, right. I always thought about Ephesians 6, 4 that said, fathers, do not exasperate your children. Right. Instead, bring them up in the training instruction of the Lord. And it's one of the things I had to come back and learn and say, I got to go about this a different approach with my kids because, man, I'm like, I'm, I'm too, I was too over the top. I need to kind of like chill out a little bit. Right. You know what I mean? And like, right. and just try to do, go about it differently. You right. know, it really awoke my eyes a little bit. Well, I like how it says in Deuteronomy 6, 4 too, you know, and talk these commands I give you today are to be on your heart. So I think that as a parent, you got to believe what you believe it's on your heart. It says, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk down the road and when you lie down and when you get up. And I've always thought of just as you're traveling through life, you have opportunities, teachable moments. You go Absolutely. ahead and instruct your children and go that way. It says, tie them as symbols on your hands, bind them on your foreheads, write them on the door frames of your houses and your gates. And I think that's just, Hey, put it out there, you know, put the word of God, make it readily available because the word of God is what guides us. And the word of God actually is a foundation for success in the future. No, absolutely. I, I think about my boys just graduated. Same thing. I thought, you know, hey, especially my son, Gabe, surviving cancer. I mean, we praising God for his hand of 
deliverance through that, but also right. their hand of blessing of being able to go get some schooling and get some education and going on. And I just remind them, even in, here as they're 21 years old and successful men in their own right, sit there, I remind them in the, you know, the graduation card, hey, just remember to always keep God first. Right. Make sure you make him a priority in your life. You know, I mean, that's why I keep going back to is it doesn't matter. I, I think you're poised for great success, but it's all for not meaningless. Right. If you're straight from God. Right. What, what, what does it matter? Right. You know? Yeah, because in the end of the day, I mean, your happiness is based on your relationship with exactly. God. And I, I look at, at my life. And I do feel, you know, blessed and I, I am happy. I love life. I want to do the right thing. Life is good. Think we may, yeah, life's good. I, we, we're here to help people and I want to live to make a difference. I think fortunately as a church, uh, we've been able to help a lot of people. We got to celebrate recovery of youth groups, have a food pantry, and we do all kinds of stuff as a church and as an organization to constantly be there to help people, no matter what background they're coming from, no matter what, what walk of life they have. I mean, we encounter them and we try to love them. You just, and I just had a discussion about somebody we lost that you love very much, oh, yeah. you know, different lifestyle from us, but you know, you show them a lot of love and we were sad when they passed away and yes. have to do the funeral this uh, last week. So it was hard. It is. And I think sometimes, oftentimes, and some of these people need with our kids sometimes is without being exasperating, but at the same time, we do have to confront nonsense. Right. Because our in our own minds we can justify a lot of nonsense. We right. can we can convince ourselves. We can talk ourselves into a lot. We can yeah, but God, and we right. can we can do so many things because we're after pursuit of our pursuit of our own desires right. of the flesh and not the desires of the spirit in our right. life. And so we have to confront that nonsense. And again, I go back to the church. Absolute has to be the pillar and foundation of truth. Right. No, I agree. And we'll leave it with that. We appreciate you tuning in and being part of way to go podcast. And if you like it, share it, let other people know about it. You guys all have a great week.